Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas. I'm in a hang glider. I'm in a hang glider. Oh, shit. I'm pulling on the back of the truck right now. Oh, my God. And I got a missile launcher, baby. I'm coming down. Blah, blah, blah. Man. The missile launcher and the hot, uh, the hang glider, man, that's a dangerous... That ain't no fucking joke right there. Ain't nobody playing around here, man. We're not here to play. It's like they, it's like Kevin Nash said back in the day with the NWO when he infiltrated from WWE. He was like, this is where the big boys play? We ain't here to play. Ain't no games. Ain't no games. What's up, y'all, man? We hope everybody's doing well. You know, get a little bit some of the stuff out of the way. You know, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Instagram Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, four ninety nine a month with exclusive content. Uh, by the time you're hearing this episode, you will be able to go to Patreon uh, slash uh, Kill the Mockingbirds, and you will find episodes without commercials. Because I'm sure some of you noticed that we have started implementing uh, ads into our podcast. Uh, so we're also offering it free if you go to the Patreon. Uh, slash kill the mockingbirds ad free if you join one of the tiers. The right cheat. Right cheat. Right cheat, the bottom cheat, the worst cheat. You join that cheat, you'll get them ad free. But if you go up to the middle tier, you're going to get Patreon only exclusive episodes. Um, and, and you'll also get, with that middle tier, you'll get access to early episodes before they drop. Because we got two new podcasts about to drop two in the next few weeks with a couple of other guys won't say anything yet probably by the next podcast or the next one we'll let you guys know what's going on if you follow us on the instagram obviously we'll keep you updated uh what's going on with the two new podcasts they will be aired here on any kill the mockingbirds podcast platform um but you'll be able to get to them early if you join us on patreon also if you do the top tier on patreon every six months you get a new shirt um and a sticker whether it's van tesla or kill the mockingbirds branded either way you're going to get a free shirt in addition to everything else that you get on patreon too man what a deal Hey, man, stickers are good, too, because, man, you can put them all over. I got homies that put them all over their laptops. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff. And we're going to have, we're actually in the work of getting some more stickers done. So in the future, there's going to be a lot of fun stickers. I think people like this. Plus, it's it's fun to slap on places, man. Especially, man, if we had those Biden ones. Those Biden ones went crazy. People had Biden ones. Uh, I did that. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick them anywhere, bro. Like, I did yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Also, I just want to thank people for going to change.org bring back sake bomb uh i had a little special thing going on instagram for anyone that wanted to get a free van tesla shirt i got the right wing left wing pegasus shirts and they're super dope uh the first person that was able to do it was going to get the free shirt and i told him i'd give him a shout out on the show at escape underscore from this world 
Kamala H. We did it. We did it, Joe. We got Saki out of the White House. Frowny winky face. Hashtag save the gingers. That is what I'm talking about. She did get her out. Thank you. Escape from this world. We really appreciate it. We will be reaching out to you to get you set up with a free shirt. We're also for the next week. From the moment you hear this podcast to the next time you hear the podcast, the next two people to go to change.org, put a comment in. You got to sign up for it. It's Bring Back Saki Bomb. So if you're looking for it, it's Bring Back Saki Bomb. Sign up for it. Give us a comment. It's got to be funny. Give us one of the best comments you can. After you do that, in the comment, you need to put your Instagram at so we know how to reach out to you so we can get that to you. So I just want to appreciate, tell everyone we really appreciate it. And Jin Saki appreciates it. And she did speak to me last night, Sean, for the first time Ooh. ever. She picked up. She told me, screw you and hung up on me. But there was a lot of love in the way that she told me that. Feel the, and I felt it, man. Passion. I felt it, the passion, because sometimes, man, all that toxic energy is just love. Just love, man. That that's definitely what it is. And uh, today, you know, I think we should, uh, uh, you know, we like to address some of what's going on. And here's some of the love that they got for Australia, man. You know, hold it down for Australia. Thank you, Mr. Acting Deputy President. Australian cities are becoming digital surveillance precincts with so-called smart city programs being rolled out across the country. Invasive technologies such as facial recognition cameras, license plate readers, smart lights, smart poles, smart cars, smart neighbourhoods, smart homes and smart appliances all connected to wireless networks and communicating with each other. So what's wrong with that? Technology is good, isn't it? All this is for your safety, security and convenience, isn't it? Well, let me tell you. Your streets are spying on you, your mobile phone is spying on you, your cities are spying on you, and the infrastructure for future lockdowns is being put into place right now. Don't be fooled. You're being set up to be tracked through your movements and through the future of your digital wallets. By handing over your data, you're handing over the ability to monitor your behaviour, which will soon be turned into a social credit score. And once the central bank digital currencies are in place, you won't get to spend your money without approval. Digital ID will soon become a reality in Australia. Many other countries are already rolling these systems out, countries like Canada, Scotland and many others. Eventually, you won't be able to access any government or public services and you won't be able to travel across borders or access healthcare or the internet without a digital ID. Think you won't comply? I think you will. The last two years were the dress rehearsal and we fell for it hook, line and sinker. Australians are sleepwalking into this technocratic future. And while we're sitting around, scratching our chins, trying to work out whether this is really happening, Australia is drifting towards a dystopian digital future. That was Australian Senator Alex Antic. And, and you know, that's something that's kind of going around everywhere is these smart cities uh, that have all kinds of technocratic uh, input where they're just collecting data on all kinds of fronts, you know, like they're spy. We all know they're spying from the phone. You know, there's cameras everywhere on all street corners, on all street lights, and that's what like uh, what a lot of us believe was uh, some of the blueprint for COVID to kind of get people used to it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, this was the like you said, the blueprint was the past two and a half years, three years, and going on three years now. So it's definitely something they've tried out and something I've really been thinking about, Sean. And I know we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about smart cities 
um with i think it was mark um from my family thinks i'm crazy recently but we were talking about smart cities and we you and i've been talking about smart cities period yeah but one of the things I, i really started thinking about and maybe it was because we we're talking to several other people here recently. And one of those episodes will be the episode after this, uh, that they'll get to hear a really, really smart guy. But I feel like they try to trap us in these places to harvest some sort of energy out of us. You know, a lot of the flat earthers talk about uh, trapping us behind walls, which I think they have the idea, right? I mean, I don't know if the concept is necessarily exactly right but as far as their idea of trapping us in a place to keep us away from the truth but i think it goes deeper than that i think they trap us they're going to try to trap us closer and closer so they can really harvest our energy and i think that's what it's boiling down to these smart cities these 15 minute cities what he's talking about keeping us from crossing borders if they can keep us confined then they can really uh harvest the kind of energy that they want to do, man. And, you know, lizard people love that. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, we even talked about it with Juan when we were talking about the 15 minute cities. It's the same concept. It's just, they're called different things. The smart city just meaning uh, it's the 15 minute cities are smart cities. They're just uh, letting you know that everything is just 15 minutes away. So that way you never have to leave, you know, your grocery store is there, your work that you have to get your money from is there everything's there that you need you know you can jog but just don't go out of that uh you know that city limits and it's the same thing like and it's not implemented just australia as he spoke there's canada uh, scotland other places it's been implemented a few places here a lot of people talked about during covid uh that's kind of how they kind of pushed a lot of old new yorkers out uh because bill gates uh it was i think about a year and a half ago or so that they were starting this initiative making smart schools and they were talking about making smart cities and then, and they want to get the people that can financially do whatever they want out or and they want people that are dependent on the state to be there so they could be in the smart projects cuz that's the ultimate goal is to combine the projects with the smart cities so they're just towers of where they can surveil every single thing you're doing and everything you're saying and you're stuck in that little area and you're not getting out and i do agree that there has to be some kind of harvesting of energy because you're going to have a lot of negative impact with that because you're going to be cut off from a lot of people you have the internet in some senses but they would like to restrict us from having these uh mind sessions where we can really hash things out and figure out what's going on so we can move forward no i totally agree and i think the internet will be limited use as far as what you may want to discover you know what i mean you're not going to be able to well let me go here and try to find some truth you won't be able to find any of that with that kind of internet. Now, you have access to all the porn you want to watch. You'll have access to yeah. all the things, video games, video games that you want to play, all the violence you want to watch. I mean, I foresee the future. It being, yeah, it's kind of like that Arnold movie, Running Man. You know, where they got the prisoners and then they they send them all into this place and they have to fight it out. I think that's what's going to end up happening eventually where you're going to have these massive like gladiator battles and you're going to be able to watch it on the on the internet. So that's be part of what you're going to get plus the porn plus all the other stuff that's going to help, you know, downgrade your mind, downgrade your vibration to the point where you're just like a walking zombie. Yeah, and a lot of it's been implemented through this. That's why we hear all this mis- misinformation stuff. Uh, banning people, shadow banning people, 
training people to think that what misinformation is and that it's dangerous, that if you hear something that's wrong, it's not state approved, that it could actually do detrimental to your health or detrimental to your, uh, your well-being somehow, when we all know factually that you can hear wrong information and be fine. Like, you know what I mean? I can listen to Alex Jones all day. For me personally, Alex Jones is hilarious. I, I don't agree with everything that he says, but to me, he's entertaining. Right. But they've created him into a monster, uh, or not just him, but they use him as like the, the actual poster boy for what misinformation is. One of them, him and David Icke and people like that, they use them as poster boys so that anybody else like me and you that want to have real conversations, because I do it all the time. Like, I've talked to many liberals and and they think a certain way. And when they start hearing me talk, uh, if I say certain words, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy's QAnon. And, you know, you got to watch out for him. And then I flip it on them and I ask some real stuff, like especially if we're talking about like a smart city. I'm like, do you think the government should have our data? Do you think they should be able to, you know, spy on us constantly? Do you think that it was wrong that we did that about terrorism? They're like, yeah, well, they're doing the same thing, man. Like, it's the same thing that, the, that you're saying you're against. And you just got to break it down to people in that that aspect. Even when, like, that's why a lot of the time on COVID stuff, I'm not saying it doesn't go occultic or doesn't go a certain way. I just, I'm so used to trying to use that train of thought to try to, like, break it down for other people that won't really necessarily be susceptible if I'm telling them, like, hey, man, the lizard people are trying to kill you. They're not going to, they're not going to hear that message. So I try to break it down to them. Like, for instance, when they were saying, and I brought this up many times, other people have, like, when they said the bodies were stacking up and they needed to bring uh, uh, trucks, they were not being really clear about that. They were they were they were saying they were being disingenuous because they were saying, "Yeah, we're, bodies are full in trucks, man." Yeah, but that's because the funeral homes weren't allowed to take anybody. You know what I mean? They meant they forgot those little facts. So they bring you like actual things that are true, but they don't give you the full facts, and then that could be labeled misinformation. But I do agree with you. I think they're trying to limit our use of the internet eventually so that we are not able to communicate as well and find out what is truth and what is not truth. Because right now we can argue with people and kind of connect and be like, Oh, well, here's my facts. And they, they've been able to work it well uh, with the divide because then people will hear these trigger words. Cause there's these trigger words, certain words you use. Someone could be agreeing with you the whole time and you use a certain word and boom, everything changes. And now they're like, Oh, you're a part of that other team. And it, it's, it's fascinating on a, on a psychological level of how people can just really change their mind you know, real quick on who, who they think you are by a phrase or by a thought. I'm glad you're on the show with me, Sean, because I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming quick with the Nephilim demons are trying to take your bodies and they're trying to manipulate you. And it's all occultic. It's all it's I'm telling you, they're still in your loose, man. This is what's going down. Like Sean is right. But you want to get a little deeper. I'm here to make your butt cheeks tighter, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, like, since they have all the innovation, here's a, a, a weird innovation that I think people will start using because obviously lawyers are very expensive and public defenders suck. But now they're rolling out some AI lawyers. An app that bills itself as the world's first robot lawyer will be used for the first time in a court case next month. The app uses artificial intelligence to listen to the proceedings and will dispense legal advice to the defendant. The specifics of the case have not been revealed yet. A subscription to the app is available for $12 per month, which is a lot cheaper than your typical lawyer would bill by the hour. But it's crazy because it's just going to look through Wikipedia. Like, you know, old cases like... AI is not as advanced. I'm sure there is advanced AI, but all these ones are rolling out, like Siri, 
they lost tons of money on Siri. They lost uh, Amazon got killed with Alexa. They're like going bankrupt in that department. They've they've put in like billions of dollars into it. It hasn't really made any difference for them. Yeah, like you could turn off your lights, but people are like, okay, who cares? You know what I mean? It all these AIs have failed in my opinion. And when you use some of these like uh, AI trying to find like it's not as intelligent as they make it seem. You know what I mean? It's just digging through the internet, just like it's just a little faster. But they don't dig as deep as we would. They are intelligent. Because they're inhabited by Nephilim demons. They're in there. And they're, they're tricking everybody, Sean. This is what's happening. These fallen angels are manipulating this AI. And they've got people going to jail. They're going to have them going to jail, man. They're going to trick everybody. They're going to be paying $12.99 for a jail sentence. That's what's going down, Sean. Oh, for sure, because, I mean, the public defender system sucks as we speak in general. This is going to be even worse. You know what I mean? But it, it, there will be a case, you know, just so they could sell it. There's going to be a case or two that they win with it yeah. so they can really sell it. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, what so you get what really you pay for, right? So if you pay for a lawyer, a good lawyer, you're probably going to get a, at least, you know, a lesser sentence, if not off, right? But if you pay for a cheap lawyer... You get a little bit less than that. And then, you know, public defender, public pretenders. We all know how that ends, yeah. too, man. Every now and then, you get that one or two that really give a damn about the guys. And I've seen a couple of them, man, which is really crazy. And I think, well, a lot of those guys end up going to the other side anyway, <laughs> making them real money. But That's what I was going to say. A lot of them are trying to actually have their own practice right. and shit. But the, the problem is a lot of the public defenders uh, are actually going to go transfer to D.A., so they're just trying to like work, the, you know, grease the oh, wheels. So they, they yeah. look good. Like that, that happens a lot. So it depends on what career path. And a lot of them are stuck because uh, they've joined uh, a county or state uh, just so that they could get their student loans paid off. And instead of going into a private mm. practice and trying to pay it off in a year, year and a half, two years, they have 10 years to pay it off. So imagine three years in, four years in, you hate it. You have, you're stuck because they're going to not pay anymore or they're not going to finish paying it or they may make you pay the the whole thing off if you don't complete that contract. So that is also an aspect that makes it suck for the public defenders as well. Absolutely, man. I mean, I've seen it all on that side of it. You and I both have as far as, you know, that side of the law. Most of those guys just don't give a shit, man. They're they're like, you know. they'll walk in, they'll say, all right, look, man, that's what you need to do. And you're looking at it like, what? Like, I don't need to do that. Like, I remember one time, man, when I was, when I was uh, locked up and pub public defender, I had spoken to him, and this was before that my father had gotten uh, a lawyer. So public defender spoke to him, man, shit they're trying to gas me up with was crazy and then of course like you know i get the you know the paid lawyer and then everything changed like it was completely different the way that he walked in with the with the judge man i have to say a word it was like basically already done he was like hey how you doing they knew each other he was just like yeah this is what we're gonna do but i'm gonna need this clause added in because i'm gonna need him to keep his first defenders and y'all not revoke it blah 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 and they're like well he's gonna have to do x minutes time not revoke it, it yeah, I mean, it's a lot of grease and the wheels on that end, too, man, with with lawyers uh, that are on that side of it, because they hang out with these judges. They hang out with these people. Yep. So they're friends. So if they come in with a certain way man, they're going to do what they say, just how it is.
Yeah, I didn't have the luxury of having a lawyer. I had a public defender. Mm. And I remember I was locked up, you know, like in my jumpsuit. And the guy comes over to me. And I'm thinking, like, because you know how the jailhouse lawyers are like, yeah, Mr. Bloom, man, you're out of here, bro. You're out of here, man. Get out of here. We, we should already pack your stuff. You're out. So I, that's where I went to court thinking. And the guy came up to me. And, like, I could tell he was a lop right away. And I was like, hey, man, just tell him I've been here for, like, uh, you know, three weeks or so. Time served, you know, like it's not even that big a deal, you know. And he's like, All right. He walks right over to the DA, walks right back to me, and he goes, They said no. I'm like, dude, I saw you. You didn't even talk to him. Like, I literally saw you. You didn't say anything. He's like, Yeah, I just don't think he's gonna take it. I'm like, well, then just tell me that. Don't lie to me, man. Like, you literally, I can see you. Like, it's not like I can't see you. And he's like, Oh man. So yeah, that was and then uh I also I had a public defender because I had a couple public defenders. And they try to get me to sign something. And I was like, well, uh, this isn't Spanish. They're like, oh, okay. I'm like, so you're just going to have me sign some random stuff? That I have no idea know what it says? <laughs> so, yeah, I was, didn't have the best experience with the, uh, those people. But I'm sure there is good ones. I did see a couple like going to court. Like, there, there is some that actually care. Uh, but And then, you know, it's crazy. It seems like sometimes they line up and it's just probably how the universe works. But... The one that cares gets the guy that doesn't give a shit. Every you know time. I mean? The guy that shouldn't be out at all. Like, the guy that really yeah, should guy be that... in there. He's already, like, beating yeah. his girl, and he's, like, shot a couple people. This is, like, the 12th time. People are, like, yeah, yeah. He's on drugs right. He's on drugs in court. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that guy. And then they go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to give him community service. His nickname's Fenty. <laughs> Yeah, the worst that got me mad, though, was when I, after I finished all that and I had to still go to court to, like, you know, show all the stuff. And when you're finishing up, I went and there was some guy that was had similar charges to me, but a little bit worse. And he got way better deal. But he also had uh, a lawyer and he got like, man, he didn't get charged with shit. Yeah, man. Like they, they, they brought everything down to like, uh, um, what's it called? Um, not, what was it? Uh, disturbing the peace. Yeah. I was like, what? And I was like, I should have. I, I always say it, man. Get a lawyer. Bro. I know it seems like no matter what you need. I know it sucks, but you need someone that actually is going to really go to bat for you. Because when you get a public defender, they're just you're just a number. You're just a file. That's they're it. trying to move on to the next one. They don't even even if they're a good person, they don't have enough time yeah. to go through all those stacks of files of people and, and actually care if you're if you're good or bad or if they if they're just looking at like, hey, I'll give you these five people. Give me this one. Give me. You know what I mean? They're looking at the numbers game. They're going to lunch with a lot of these DAs. So it's just all about like, hey, man, do your part, man. You might be where I'm at. So, yeah, I think uh, I'll pass, though, on the uh, the AI. 1299 lawyer just doesn't sound – sounds like a step down even from the public de- – well, who knows? Maybe it is a step up from public defender, but that doesn't mean you're going to get off free because they're just going to look through Wikipedia and be like, whoa, case, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> 1299, man. That's getting you off, man. I think, like you said, they'll have a couple cases that they cook up just to make it look good. And you can have these dudes, yeah. man, like trading store calls just to get 1299 lawyer. Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. You might you have better off going into the prison library or jail library and fucking and defending doing your yourself. Yeah. And that's another thing. You can't even really defend yourself. Like, like they they act like you have to like the judge has to approve of you being uh, like able to defend yourself and knowing the law and the being cognitive and all this shit. They can deny it. Like people think that you could just go in there. 
No, I think that they have let people, and then, then then I think they really do make an example when they let the people that are crazy defend themselves. So they go, see, yeah, we shouldn't let people defend themselves. Like, I think that's part of the game, too. Like, they're like, yeah, see, look at that crazy guy. And then they don't let people like me and you, or we're like, well, we actually know. And there's so many trickery in the law, man. There's so many loopholes. Like, lot, that's why the man. lawyers are so good. And honestly, they're, they're paralegals. Because it's not just the lawyer. It's do they have good paralegals? Because the paralegals do all the research and all the dirty work. You know what I mean? Right. The lawyer's just like the, the, the talking head. Uh, the, the, the car salesman uh, have you. You know what I mean? But the, the paralegals are the, the real workers that are getting all the information together for them. Absolutely, man. Yeah. There's trickery left and right for sure. But, you know, the uh, big story everybody's talking about, you know, I thought we could get into it a little bit, is uh, the Mar Hamlin um, collapsing on the field on Monday Night Football with, like, what, only a couple minutes had been gone by? Like, I don't know, maybe five minutes of the game, maybe less. And uh, it was pretty weird, and it was uh, a lot of things going on in that aspect, a lot of speculation. I'm going to play these two clips from Dr. Jen, and she's going to break it down, her thoughts on it. And then I'm going to go and say a little bit because I saw a lot of parroting and mockingbird stuff of people just saying the same shit over and over. We welcome you back to GMA and want to get right back to more of our top story. Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin suffering cardiac arrest after a hit during Monday Night Football. Dr. Jennifer Ashen is back with more on this. 24 years old. We saw the tackle. What? do and don't we know right now? Well, first of all, let's start with the obvious. He's a 24-year-old, very healthy, elite professional athlete. So that's obviously in his favor. Um, There's a lot we do not know. We don't know what caused his heart to stop on the field. Um, We know his heart did stop because CPR was performed, and that's only done in the setting of a cardiac arrest where there is no pulse or heartbeat. Uh, And there's a lot of speculation on the part of lay public and medical professionals alike what could have caused it could have been a hit to the chest could it have been a vascular or blood vessel injury um, could it have been a neurologic injury that caused that we don't know and I think we have to remember unless you are his medical team um, not to speculate and I agree with her I think I mean you could speculate anybody could do whatever they want but right away on Twitter everybody knew what it was it, there was because you know everybody's question rightfully so there's a lot of crazy deaths that have been happening with athletes like the best i mean physically fit people and like i mean they're not obese they have you know very low percentage of body fat they work out they usually eat right they usually don't do drugs they usually don't you know um drink a lot of alcohol don't smoke all those things and they're collapsing at young ages too 24 is super young you know what i mean that that's like prime like he should like pretty much he should be able to eat like shit and still be good you know what i mean like with with how he works out i mean they have strenuous workouts but right away everybody was saying that hey we know what it is i I forgot what the exact uh terminology was but it was um the hit to the chest it's this uh cardiac something that uh a rare occurrence at 200 and million and one chance that if you hit somebody in the right spot at the right time when they get electric impulse that um, their heart can just stop and they collapse. And I was like, if everybody's saying the same exact thing, almost word for word, like they got it right away. Like as soon as somebody questioned, Hey, maybe, maybe it was the Vax. Cause there's thoughts that he took the booster a week before he took the booster a week before this incident. 
So then when I just started seeing the mockingbirds out saying the same thing, oh, this is the diagnosis. And these are doctors. So you would think if they're doctors, they should say, hey, this I'm not going to speculate. But they would say like, well, I'm only saying this because all these anti-vaxxers, why shouldn't we question it? Like, right? Like, I think that it's proper when all these things are happening, when all these uh, soccer stars, that's where it ha- started happening first, a lot in Europe. You know, all these, so many soccer stars. The, the soccer reporter that died, uh, um, two actually that died at the World Cup uh, under the age of 40. Two under the age of 40 and they died of heart problems. And the, that's very peculiar. And then we saw the ads of where they were having ads, you know, kids might have heart attacks. I don't know about you, but I don't remember anybody having a heart attack in elementary school when I was in elementary junior high, high school, no heart attacks, like maybe a drug overdose or, you know what I mean? Like in high school or something or alcohol poisoning or something of that nature, or like a freak accident. They may have had, unless they had prior heart problems, but a healthy kid, I've never heard of a healthy kid having those problems. No, I never did either. And the term you're looking for is commodio cordis. That's the, that's what they call it. It's just, it's a rare agitation or disruption of the heart it's rare and it's generally lethal um but again it's super rare and we're we're seeing consistently bodies dropping bro my buddy mark miller who does a lot of production for me reached out to me today the school district that his daughter goes to a kid just dropped today in high school dropped and they had to send out a mass email and a mass voicemail to everybody to try to calm everybody down. And I'll be honest with you, the side of town that he and I live on, um, there's a lot of the, with the cartabs, those guys out here <laughs> and a lot of Trumpers, a lot of guys that are just anti whatever. And they're trying to calm these people down, but they're asking questions and they're like, listen, what is going on? We want to know because it's not adding up, man. And again, I'm with you on the fact that I don't think these jabs are out to kill everybody, man. They can't kill everybody. That'd be stupid, right? They're not going to do all the work. Um, do I think they want to whittle down the population? Yes. I mean, they've they blatantly told us that. Uh, do I think that there's a good case that these, if you just look at it from a base level like you do, were these jabs tested properly? If they're if they were put out really quickly, this Operation Warp Speed is the real deal, and that's the case. Then, ab- then absolutely no, they weren't. And you're seeing a side you're you're seeing a side product of that happening now. Well, they're actually put up. They actually put now on the vaccine uh, a warning that it may call, cause myocarditis and some other heart issues. So. They are admitting it. The thing is, it's just not being broadcast, right? right? You can find the information. They've also said they haven't tested it. They And the boosters were only tested on mice and this and that. I am starting to think that, like, the boosters are even worse. I know Peter McCullough was talking a lot about, like, if you got the first shot and, you know, within that year, most likely it left your system, right? Because, you know, uh, right. you're sneezing it out, you're getting out. But what's happening is people are constantly getting boosted. So you're you're not le- allowing. So you're you're at more of a risk absolutely, because you're constantly putting it back inside of your body. Now it could not, you could take all the boosters and it may never affect you, but there is clear evidence that this has happened before there. They did this in uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, The seventies with the swine flu, the swine flu was killing people. It was killing like 
one in a hundred thousand people bad reverse, uh, you know, uh, uh, adverse reactions. This one's like one in a thousand or one in eight hundred, and they haven't pulled it off the shelf. That swine flu one from the seventies they pulled from the shelf, and and it didn't do as much damage at all. Right. And now there could be some like uh, population aspect to it. I just think that. You know, if you take it out and see, see the greed part of it, see that they're not going to test it, see that they see opportunity that like, hey, we, you know, the pharmaceutical companies is just as bad as, you know, the imperialism of uh, uh, the military industrial complex. It's the same kind of aspect. They saw an opportunity and they attacked and they went at war. And that's why they even made this whole war on COVID. You know, they always once they put war behind something, you know, right away that people are trying to profit off this without caring what happens to people. Yeah, see. I just think differently than you. I think these jabs have been around for a long time. I think they've had them ready. I think that they rolled out a series of different types, and I think they're testing all the different types that they had. And I think some were geared to take people out, and I think they were specifically geared for that. Now, do I agree agree with you that the boosters are worse? Absolutely. I think that the more you're doing it, I think whatever you're putting in, by especially by that like third, fourth, fifth, Booster, man. Who knows what you're even putting your system at that point? We don't know what's even contained, man. You, you they won't even give you a list of ingredients of, of what yeah. goes in this stuff. We have no idea. I think when the when the jabs are rolled out, I think you had a group of placebos. You had a group that did this, group that did this, group that did this, group that did this. Because I think, and this is me going base level too. They're, they needed to test the products, so they want to know what all of these different ones do. They have an idea what they could do, and I think population control is part of it, but I do think that there is a testing element, and Obama even said that it, on in front of everybody that we had the largest yeah. human testing ever. He admitted it. People just don't well, listen, and, and but we- he said it. We had that clip of Netanyahu, remember? He was saying that the, the uh, Israel was pretty much a testing ground. Yeah. And they have had this mRNA for a long time, and it was actually supposed to be for uh, uh, to attack an uh, alternative from chemo. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to, that's what it was intentionally. So they, they, they want this mRNA in multiple things. This is, that's why they're pushing for it. And that's why I kind of agree that they have, they're testing a lot of it. But I'm, I'm saying that they're testing it just also to get people used to it, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's a new technology. So they want them to like, hey, this is the cure all. They're always trying to find that miracle cure. Mm-hmm. Everything's a miracle cure, right? Like, oh, this this thing will kill COVID, cancer. Like, you know what I mean? They, but obviously, it's doing other things because I think that these spike proteins don't know what they're attacking. So they're attacking foreign things, what they think are foreign things in the body, and that's how we're getting a lot of these. Oh yeah, uh, myocarditis cases, people with heart problems. I thought though that who broke it down really good, Doctor Drew. I got a clip with him and what he says, he's just, he's a doctor. He's been around all this stuff and his bafflement of what happened is really what struck me. I, I've actually been involved with Camacho. It's, it's a rare thing. Ooh. I've seen it from baseball. I've seen it from baseball. I've seen it from an elbow. Uh, hockey pucks can do it. It's rare for football to do it. It just does, doesn't have the same quality that, that would cause it. But the, in my experience, they are flaccid immediately, though uh, somebody just told me he saw a video of somebody take two skates after a hockey puck hit him. But in my experience, they're flaccid immediately, and they come right back. They come right back after you, after you shock them. Uh, now, if you are too long without a shock, 
perhaps his anoxic brain injury became irreversible or he had anoxic injury to the myocardium itself. So you've got to worry that the heart was actually damaged by the amount of time that he might have been fibrillating and thereby the second code may be more related to myocardial injury than to what uh, whatever the underlying source was. That's crazy, but it was different. It was different. He holds his head, walks around, you know, and then boom, down after, you know, complaining, complaining, stumbling, and then boom, down. That's, yeah. that's the head. That's the head. This was not that. This was stood up, walked, and then f- bam, just fell backwards, backwards, which is what we've been seeing a lot of. I don't know if you've watched the video of Heather McDonald falling on stage. Watch what happened to Bob Sager. A lot of this sort of sudden dropping, which maybe it's just auto- dysautonomia from, from COVID or something. I, this stuff needs to be answered. Look, we just had a, a soccer journalist drop dead of an aortic dissection in his 30s. Unheard of. Unheard of without Takeyasu's. And why would he have Takeyasu's and not know it? I mean, this is like crazy stuff happening that needs to be explained. And by the way, Caleb just played the video of Heather McDonald falling on stage. And you look, play it again. And you tell me, everybody, if that doesn't look like exactly what you saw this kid do on the football field. Take a couple of steps and then backwards. Step. Back. That's exactly what happened to this this uh, this tragedy on the field. So I don't know. Something is going on here. I've never seen anything like all this stuff. I, I you know it's a sort of a, a signal that needs to be explained. So obviously it's been he's been around, and what he's talking about, he's saying like you know football players have pads that are protecting right here, mm-hmm. right? Like baseball players, you kind of get it. Usually happens with kids, children, young age. You know, baseball is a big one because you know you're throwing a baseball 60, 70 miles an hour hits a 11, 12-year-old, makes sense. This is not a normal thing to happen for an adult. Not only an adult, but an adult athlete that is in great shape. That has protection because those pads are covering your heart. So it's not like it's a direct impact of an elbow straight to your chest or a baseball straight to your chest. You're not getting that impact. And I'm not saying that th- that some of those small hits, because, yeah, there is some of those hits that look routine, that you know people blow their ACL or a hamstring, but to me, it looked like so. I knew right away it was something with his cardiac, especially when they were doing, uh, you know, CPR and the defibrillator. Mm-hmm. But when you seen how he fell, it was it, it is very eerie. From all these other ones we saw, the soccer players that fall the same way just fall back. Yeah. Also, you know, I'm in Cincinnati, and speaking of people just being brainwashed and lemmings running off a cliff together. You know, T. Higgins got lit up, man, by a bunch of people, like, giving him death threats and all this stuff. I'm like, are you shitting me right now? Like, even if, even if it was Commodio Cordis, and we're just going to say that it is, and it was because he hit him, it was a routine hit. It was probably one of the lightest hits. He's a receiver. He doesn't even hit like that. He doesn't play defense. So, like, him going in to tackle is completely different. And it's just how people are, man. They're so susceptible to just seeing something, hearing a couple phrases that somebody said, and then going all in. And it's it's just... I, it, it irritates me to no end, man. I just don't understand how people are such followers, how everybody's got to be a follower. And especially he's a receiver. He's trying to break a tackle. That's the thing that's stupid to me. Like to, for there was a, somebody on ESPN, I forgot which uh, NFL, and he was an ex NFL player, but I think they just try to get ratings too. They try to say crazy shit. And he was like, yeah, saying it was a dirty hit. And I was like, how was it dirty? He just ran. He tried to run through because you're trying to break a tackle. Yeah. You're not supposed to just fall on the floor because he touched you. Right. Like, that's the point is to try to get extra yards. So, yeah, I'm with you. There was right away there was a movement that 
dirty play by T. Hagen. It's that thing, like, when somebody, like, dies or passes away, everybody, or something happens to someone that people care about, right away they look for someone to blame. It's the doctor's fault. He didn't give him the wrong medicine. <laughs> it's his girlfriend's fault or his boyfriend's fault because they did this, 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 and that. Everybody's looking to someone to blame, and they try to blame T. Higgins, and that's dumb, man. That, that made no sense because regardless of what happened, it had nothing to do with that play. It just so happens that it happened that play. It's not like he intentionally was like, you know what? I'm going to hit him right in the heart. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's no way. First of all, to even aim at that is 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 preposterous first off like, they aim for that all the time they're taught to hit in the chest yeah. so at the end of the day yeah. they can't hit above the neck like that's the whole point right you're gonna get all kind of penalties and flags thrown at you if you hit out of a certain radius the chest is within that radius they tell you to hit in that area that's yeah. where you want to hit shoulder to chest that's what you're taught so at the end of the day man it doesn't add up none of it adds up and I think we all kind of know like where this is all going. I just wonder how many people are going to have similar issues before it starts having to hit some sort of mainstream current. I know they're trying to, you know, doctor it up as much as possible. They're trying to control the narrative, but at some point it could get out of control. And I'm wondering what's going to happen at that point on a mainstream level What's their move then? Yeah, I just find like a fall, like a fall boy, like, you know, some kind of person to take this, be the scapegoat. I'm sure that they were kind of setting Fauci up, it seemed like that. But you are right. There's a lot more people like uh, here's another one, another athlete, 30, uh, like I think he's 38. Tonight we are learning a former Jacksonville Jaguars player has died. He was selected as a fifth round pick by the Jaguars in the 2007 NFL draft. His name is Uche Wineri. Our media partners at the Times Union are reporting he was found unresponsive in his wife's home in Indiana Friday night. Preliminary reports say he suffered a heart attack and there are no signs of foul play. The Jaguars posting a picture of him tonight on Twitter. They are saying they are saddened to learn about his passing 38 years old now we got another one 25 years old Haskog passed away suddenly today the former tight end was just 25 years old fox 35 sports reporter jessica ailey is live in studio with more on this sudden tragedy jessica yeah the ucf community is mourning the loss of former football player jake hescott uh, the former tight end went to cardiac arrest on tuesday while out on a jog up in boston now according to his family hescock suffered a severe brain injury during the medical incident and was put on life support before succumbing to the cardiac arrest. The Massachusetts native played at UCF from 2017 through the 2021 season. Before UCF, he was at Wisconsin. Hescock was only 25 years old. And then you had an old Dominion player uh, playing college ball that collapsed as well. Uh, oddly weird collapse. And then here's another one, a 16-year-old. To our top story now at four, a local student athlete has died after a medical emergency during a flag football game. She's been identified as 16-year-old Ashari Hughes, a sophomore at Desert Oasis High School. And Fox 5's Danny Mastin speaking with family members this afternoon who tell us exactly what happened. Danny. Kim and John, I spoke with Ashari's dad on the phone today, who tells me she had a heart problem, but had been cleared to play. Her dad, of course, confused, frustrated, and devastated by his daughter's passing. Now, I will say that it doesn't mean that every single one of these people, they like this one, for instance, they said she had some heart conditions in, in, in the beginning before all this. And I'm starting to think that they may use the athlete angle on purpose because the athlete angle, you could be like, hey, are they 
using pre-workout. You know, there was those whole things, you know, a yeah. lot of the pre-workout in the military where people were having heart attacks. And this was about like 10 years ago or so. They were doing that like, dry scooping though, man. You see that dry, yeah. you know, when they were dry scooping. So these guys were like getting on TikTok and, and getting on Instagram and, sh- and dry scooping. Just like if anybody doesn't know what dry scooping is, is basically they're not mixing with water and they're just taking the scoop of powder, which is way worse for you because your body's not going to digest it right. Um, it will hit you immediately yeah. in a certain way that it shouldn't. And it was causing heart issues with people. That's where people were having these problems. So I do agree with you. Now, I'm going to go a place where you're not going to go, Sean, but I'm going to go there. It's all fake. The Hamlet shit is fake. It's all set up. I think that they want to use him as a, as a, uh, projection of, Hey, look, this stuff's happening, but you'll be all right. You're going to be okay afterwards. Yeah. This is this is what happens, but you're going to be all right. See, he got through it. If it happens to you, you'll make it. Nobody's just going to die. You know what I mean? I think they're using it as part Unless of that. Unless you get COVID. Unless you get COVID and then You know what I mean? Dead. That's you that's that's that's, I mean? how, that's how the that's that's how they flip, the flip it. Flip side of and it. And I will say there there was a lot of occultic aspects like people pointed out. Like, you know, I seen a lot of people pointed out like Obviously, when they were huddled around, uh, yeah. uh, let's uh, go, Hamlin, Sean. There you go. Let's go. There was a uh, thirty-three standing up, 33. right? That was interesting. So you could say, you could say, ah, oh, that's anomaly, right? At first, and his but last then name was Neil, at, uh, and he was the only one standing I know. with thirty-three. I know. Dude, I've seen and that then, picture a million times, Sean, and I looked at it so many different ways, yeah. and there's no reason for it. There's none at all, except for it to be symbolic. Yeah, well, like I said, you could maybe brush that off, right? You could say, okay. That's an anomaly. But then you go back to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman when they go back and they turned the ESPN logo the other way. And then they have 33 right there. Right. Yeah. So then you're like, dang, man, that's crazy. And then you're, you're thinking of some of the other aspects. Then the Buffalo bills go and play and they get a kickoff return. Their first kickoff return in three years in three months. You know what I mean? And then everybody's wearing three. So those three shirts, so you stand by two. There's 33s everywhere. Hey, this was like a 33 bonanza right they here. They had <laughs> two kickoff returns in the same game. The second one was in the third quarter with three minutes left when he ran that back. And it hadn't been done since like 2010, like two kickoff returns in one game. I mean, that's how long it's been. Yeah. Also, did you see the Denver game? What happened there? Oh. oh, so they did a whole, they did a whole uh, Hamlin honoring thing at the beginning of the game. So there's a bunch of people in the stands, you know, with threes and all that. That's just normal because it's numbers three. But Russell Wilson runs to the middle of the field. Now his number is three. Then I can't remember the other player on the other team. His number was three. They meet in the middle of the field. They they kneel together. Then they stand up and they throw the triple sixes. Both of them. They throw the triple sixes up to the crowd. I'm like, dude, it's like you're playing basketball and you just si- signaled that you hit a three-pointer. You just threw up the triple sixes. Man, this thing is just like absolutely blatantly in your face. Like this occultic shit is out of control. It's to the point now, I just think they're so blatant with it because they know like nobody's going to see it. Nobody. Hey, this is how crazy it was. For NFL memes, 
the biggest NFL meme Instagram even brought it up where they were even like, it's kind of weird. They had that, uh, they, they had that clip. I, I can't remember. Uh, I saw it in passing. I can't remember which rapper it was, but he's sitting there in like the flames and he's writing, <laughs> writing like his name in flames. And they had this whole thing about how everything was 33. It's that obvious. Like they're being that obvious. And I think they just know they can, where it's just like, we do whatever the fuck we want, man. Y'all ain't stopping us. Yeah, well, they've even they've even had like uh, on those NFL meme pages where they're like, "Hey, uh, the NFL script writers came out with this." Like they're even I joking know. around like that now. Like it's 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 going to that level. And it was Derwin James, yeah, number three for the Chargers. So yeah, there I remember it was both of them. So thirty three. There was a there was a lot of aspects of that. So like it it almost reminds me kind of similar to the Travis Scott situation, mm-hmm. where a lot of people are like, "Huh?" Like usually you wouldn't notice, but now everybody's like, "Hey, man, you're kind of laying on thick." You know what I mean? Like. You didn't, you weren't, you're pretty obvious about it. And it's, it's, it's also, I think a push, I think it's going to be used also as a push for the new variant. Cause they're pushing that new variant and here, before I get into the new variant, here's Fauci. Cause of course, why didn't, why wouldn't they ask Fauci about what's going on and what happened? Dr. Fauci, I don't know if you saw it, but on Monday night football this week, DeMar Hamlin, a player for the Buffalo bills collapsed on the field. You're not an NFL expert and you're not an expert on any cardiovascular issues the player might have had. But what I want to ask you about, Dr. Fauci, is as I want to do in moments like that, I kept an eye on Twitter. And I can't tell you exactly how many minutes transpired, but it was less than 20 before people on Twitter began to say, well, clearly the vaccine caused his seizure. And that had a multiplier effect on Twitter, as these things tend to do. What's your reaction to that? Well, my reaction is one of concern about... Is it horror? Borderline? More than concern? Yeah, it's horror that misinformation and disinformation, uh, when you have a platform like social media that exponentially spreads in its best form, proper and important and value-added information can spread, which is good. Yes. The thing as a public health person and as a physician and a scientist, and my, my identity as a physician is the thing that gets pained the most by that. Because what that means, Major, is that yet again, another conspiracy theory, complete nonsense, is going to have some people make a decision for themselves and their family not to get vaccinated, which may cost them their lives. So that's the thing that's so horrible about it. And if you want to go out spouting nonsense, conspiracy theories and spreading it all around, fine, except if it results in a person suffering and perhaps dying. And that's what happens when disinformation disincentivizes people to get proper interventions for a threat like a pandemic. So basically he's saying you won't die. The vaccine has no side effects. You can only die from COVID. That's what I got from that because he ended that disinformation. If you use disinformation, and I do think this is part of like what we were talking earlier. It's going to be like, hey, Joel, Joel Thomas and Sean Chris were using disinformation that killed a thousand people because those thousand people died for not doing what, you know what I mean? Whatever. When we're just questioning something, we're not saying, hey, we know the exact reason why this is happening. 
but it's disingenuous and and very shady to come out and say like, well, well, you know, don't question it. Don't question why this is happening. You know, it's just happening. Like we should, there's no ethic, efficacy problem with the vaccines. It's just, you have COVID. Like that's what, that's the troubling part is there's no honesty. And then that's why people like me and you exist. If people were honest, like maybe things aren't as crazy as we see, but we're going to speculate. We're going to get stuck in that speculation because why you're not giving us answers. And we're seeing in real time people dying. And if they're not dying, they're, they're having severe reactions. We have never, ever, I've seen people get carted off plenty of times on the football field, but usually it's a neck. In, the, the dangerous ones that usually that are scary is when it's like a neck injury where, you know, you're like, dang, he hit his neck. It makes sense. This one makes no sense. And they have not been able to try, you know, they try to throw out that, you know, that 200, like what you said, that 200 million in one shot that like, you know, like, oh yeah, that happens every now and then, you know, like you didn't know that. And it's like, no, man, that's bullshit. There was only one guy, one guy that ever died on the NFL football field. In 1971, the Lions' Chuck Hughes suddenly collapsed mid-game. In front of a packed stadium in Detroit, he became the first and to date only NFL player to die on the field. The tragedy of Chuck Hughes with the Detroit Lions, that game was not stopped. That game went on. The fans sat in stunned silence for much of the rest of that game. So I have to agree with you a little bit because how could it not be some kind of ritual or something? Because the NFL stopped the game. When does the NFL stop the game for anything? Do you hear what she said? She was like, he died on the field. They just threw him off the field. They kept playing. Gotta keep playing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's it is funny too because they were like all oh, the players they didn't want to play. Like I highly doubt that, man. Especially if you're telling them that he's gonna be okay, he's still alive. We're just getting him to the hospital, bro. Tua got rocked two months ago. Yeah. Literally got carted off the field, the same field, and he got sent to the same hospital. Like really messed up. And and they kept playing. They were back playing five minutes later. That's why I'm saying, man, this whole thing's a ritual. Like it 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 was set up. And I'll say this: I am going to be highly shocked if the Bills don't win at all. I'm gonna be shocked. Yeah, I'm if with you're you. a betting man, bet the farm on the Bills to win it all. Bet the farm on it. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Josh Allen's about to have a MVP playoffs he's gonna go a la Flacco back when Flacco won that that one year and went crazy and got that huge contract and sucked ever since that's that's how good Allen's gonna be in this playoff I'm gonna be shocked if they don't win it the only other team that I think can win it would be the Bengals because they're on the same field so I don't know who whose ritual it really was or maybe it was a Or maybe it's a changing of the guard, right? Like, you know, like even though Bengals didn't win last year, but they were, you know, they went all the way up there and there's another angle to it. We just haven't all figured it out. And I'm sure like there's plenty of pages breaking it down, man. That's what's the good part. But this one is to me is uh, like I said, I always try to think logical and I'm going to always think logical, but the logic to me brings me that, it, that, that there's a very big possibility that some kind of occultic ritual because it was in plain sight. Like it was not, it was not hidden very well. That's why it reminded me of the Travis Scott incident. Yo, yo, the best one, the best part about this whole thing, man, was when they came out and said that Hamlin woke up and he wrote, did we win? 
Bro, ain't nobody doing that shit. No, no, I kind of think... I kind of think that's real only because because everybody because I thought that right away because football players all they think about that's why I'm saying when you said hey the, the, those guys would have still played all they think about like people their best friends get cut from the team their best friends get neck injuries on the team that you know they they lose their careers and they still play all those guys would have played so I I kind of tend to believe that because all they're thinking about is winning all they think is football 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 and that's why that's why they like those people that's why they get rid of the people that question stuff. Because they're like, ah, well, just just stick to football. I can't believe it, Sean. I just can't. I just don't think he was even <laughs> in a state of mind to be able to write or be able to really talk. I think that's yeah. where I'm at with it, where I think it's a good story. It's a storyline because the doctor told the story. And I think it's a part of this narrative, yeah. the storyline that they're painting. I'm not saying that if he was in his right mind and he woke up, he might not have asked that question. I just don't think that he was. Also... Look, man, he was on that field for a long time. Let's get crazy today. Let's get crazy today. And let's talk hey, about remember three, six, and nine, yes. right? Those are the numbers. Three, six, nine. He's three, right? right? They had 33 standing up. Three plus three, that's six. And then you had nine minutes of him. It, it, it was definitely something. Because that is not, that is a long time for someone to be uncomfortable. If you're, that's not normal to be working on someone for nine minutes. Dude, and I live in Cincinnati. And I've seen all of these ambulances, man. None of them look like that ambulance. That ambulance had like a sticker on the back door that that said UC uh, Hospital. Nothing on the sides. If you if you see the zoom in on the dude driving it, he's in like a black suit. He's not even in paramedic gear. Bro, it's some weird shit. And then I'm like, then I'm getting deeper because now I'm like, did did Hamlin die? Are they putting out a clone? I'm going there today, y'all. Get your butt cheeks tight. I'm going there today. Well, I don't even know if that's Hamlin that's going to come back out there and play. It's a clone, Sean. It's a clone, and he's got a Nephilim demon in him. Let's go. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of with the, uh, that's a crazy aspect, but I thought in the beginning, I thought that, like, I was surprised that, um... <clears throat> He was uh, alive because I thought he died on the field, and it. I thought the NFL was—I thought the NFL was trying to cover it up, right? Yes. Because just like I said, just even on a surface level, you're like, well, yeah, they don't—they don't want that bad publicity. They've already had all this stuff about concussions, the, all the stuff with Tua this year. You know, what I mean, the movie made by Will Smith mm-hmm. a few years back, all those things. There's all this pressure on them, and I'm like, if somebody dies on the field, how bad is that going to look? Because you know that the NFL, there was there was a, a notion because uh, uh, Buck said it. He said, hey, they're going to get, you know, five-minute warm-up, and then they're going to get him back on the field. So we know that there was an aspect of that. And the players might have said they didn't want to play because I think there's also this struggle right now because the NFL is being way too demanding mm-hmm. on NFL players. Like, a lot of them don't like Thursday night games. A lot of them don't like uh, the, the Astro turf and a lot of these stadiums where people are getting injured, losing their careers, losing their monies. Because a, a lot of people... Always say, well, they make millions of dollars, but they don't realize a lot of these contracts aren't guaranteed. Right. These aren't guaranteed contracts. You get hurt, you're done. You got Sean no medical Watson. insurance afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you can, if you can win for a team, they'll they'll, they'll hook you up. If they if they think that you, they got something left in you, they're gonna try it. But if you get hurt and you don't get that guaranteed contract, you're not getting you know any medical Nothing. support. You know what I mean? You're not getting medical insurance. You're you're just stuck on your own. And that's what I think. You're right. Like. I don't know, man. I thought a little bit of that scenario as well. Like, man, are they just rolling out somebody else, man? 
Because it's just weird because nine minutes is a long time for someone to be worked on. And then he had a breathe. They were like, right away, they were like, yeah, he's stable, but he has a breathing tube, which was weird to me, too, because I was like, well, if he's stable, why does he need a breathing tube? Again, I'm not like a, a doctor. Or I don't know all that. So maybe there is an aspect of that that could be true that is needed. But it was just very fishy to me, man. It was very suspicious. And then from that, you know, we have all those like occultic little signs all over. There's a bunch of them, too. A bunch of them all throughout. And I'm sure we even probably missed a few that others are probably like screaming right now. Man, forget it, man. Like, you know what I mean? We're forgetting something. <laughs> but then the big news that they've been rolling out at the same time was this the XBB.1.5. The latest COVID variant called XBB.1.5 is spreading across the country rapidly, and it appears to be five times more contagious than BA.5, which was the latest big variant that, that affected the country. This new variant is more contagious than previous ones. That's always the case. Every new variant that spreads has to be more contagious or it wouldn't spread. And around the holidays, people have been traveling a lot. We're interacting a lot more. So human behavior is playing a role as well. They think that this variant may be better at attaching to the receptors in our body that have been vulnerable to COVID all along, uh, the ACE2 receptor. So it's a combination of factors uh, that, that's making this one particularly infectious right now. The vaccines, again, work very well at preventing severe disease and death, but you're going to catch COVID even if you've been vaccinated or you're likely to catch COVID uh, if you're exposed. So they will not prevent all disease just as the flu vaccine hopefully will save you from severe disease, but it's not going to necessarily prevent you from getting sick. Every virus is different. We're learning as we go here. Um, and I think the fact that there are still so many infections around the world is what's causing this continuation of variants. It's especially believed to be people who are immune compromised who can't fight off the virus, who it percolates within them for, for some period of time. And that's how the variants seem to be developing. So the fewer people infected, the fewer immune compromised people infected, the better off we'll be over the long term. But that hasn't happened yet, unfortunately. I like the little cool music they put right there so it could be so we could know that it's intense and it's important. But did you hear what she said? The key thing she said, she said, it's just like the flu vaccine that we hope we hope that it doesn't lead to, you know, severe disease. And you're like, wait a second. That doesn't seem very uh, uh, like an intelligent thing, like, you know, like a doctor that, you know, if your doctor goes, hey, here's a pill, I hope it doesn't kill you and I hope you don't die. Like I, I wouldn't feel very comfortable hearing that come from my doctor. Like, I hope, hey, let's take a shot. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. How many times do I have to hear that the variants get stronger? That's not how virus variants work. They get weaker. Like, that is just, that is, that is legit science that's been around forever. And I swear, man, they just change things as they want to. And then they're like, trust the science. I'm like, listen, yeah. I know that science itself is a constant study and it's a constant evaluation of ideas it's supposed to be but it's not that anymore it is you need to fit within this certain framework if you don't you don't get funding and you don't have a job so they're just spewing out the same rhetoric that they're told from the top man and i don't think all these people are bad people i just think they're just following suit with what they're told to do because they're told to fit within this framework to survive to have a job and that's what they're 
doing and it's ridiculous dude variants don't get stronger this is crazy we're going on year three and they're getting stronger now this one's stronger than the last like come on yeah yeah and then a lot of it too is uh, not that they're bad people but they've fallen for the rhetoric they've fallen for the propaganda they've they really believe that they're doing the right thing uh, i think uh, i believe a lot of, a big portion of these people have that in their heart that they're like i'm doing the right thing yeah no this is the absolutely way save us like that they're they're sold completely on the whole list of that but i had to play the propaganda cringe moment of the week man this was like wow man this i already know what really this bad. is there was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron X, but this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5, another brand of COVID-19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk, his name. It's XBB.1.5, not UB40 who sings red, red wine. Put on your mask when you're inside a facility. It could be a robot from a Star Wars trilogy. It's XBB.1.5. Not OMG or MP3 or TCBY. Or an eye chart made by a really high guy. Sounds like the password of your parents' Wi-Fi. It's XBB.1.5. He can stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, man. With, he's been cringed this whole pandemic, man. His whole... He had that other what that other vaccine uh, song with... Um, Ariana Grande. Did Katy Perry... Oh, Ariana Grande. My bad. Yeah, I was... Uh, Andrew Ariana Grande, Perry. They're all the same. Yeah, it's probably like the 18th <laughs> clone of Ariana Grande anyway. So, yeah, man, it's awful. He's awful. Late night is awful and matter of fact i read several articles after that went down these are mainstream articles and they were talking about the death of late night tv they said that it's pretty much become so one way that just even the average viewer doesn't want to watch it anymore because they see it as propaganda that was dude watching him do that was like watching a puppet dance it looked like pinocchio Yeah, it really reminded me of Pinocchio, like when he's, you know, got the fake strings on. I got no strings yep. to hold me down. That's exactly what he looked like to me, man. He looked like Pinocchio, and he was lying. He was lying too. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking Pinocchio. But it's so ridiculous, man. Like we're making songs about. Oh my God, Sean. Are we not done with this shit yet? Are we not done? They keep bringing this shit back. It's like every time they keep pulling me back people in. People fall for it though, man. I know. It's like, it's because people just keep like, because they're like over it and then they find a new way to get them like, I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised and I thought they were going to do it and they haven't done it and, and I thought they would because it would be a good PR move on their part like to switch it up to say like, hey. The reason some of these happen is because they got COVID, right? Like, but it's hard for them to say that because there's actual proof of we know like Hamlin got the booster uh, with a Jaguars former player. He was ranting and raving. The guy that passed away, he was saying how dangerous people were that weren't they that needed weren't to be locked up. They need to be locked up. Like a lot of those people that are screaming from the rooftop are the people that are getting sick. And I believe it's because they haven't really encountered the virus. And I've noticed just in my personal life that people have got vaxxed, that have got COVID. 
Uh, cause the who I got COVID for, my buddy got vaxxed. <clears throat> well, he got vaxxed because he was gonna take his daughter to New York. He wasn't really thrilled about it, but he got the J and J just to get the one and done. Cause he wanted to take his daughter to New York, all this stuff. And I was like, Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. He's like, What do you think? I'm like, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I mean, they're not gonna let you do anything if you go to New York. It was at that time. He came back from New York, gave me and my brother COVID, but he got way sicker than us. Yeah. Like we got sick, like I was sick, like I would say like, and also too, a lot of this aspect is people exaggerate, right? Right. Like to me, I'm just, I, I felt, and obviously I know it's different for everybody. I had COVID. Well, I didn't get tested, but my brother got tested. So I'm assuming whatever it was, right? And it felt like it was intense for 12 hours. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? People are saying, oh man, two weeks. But that's because they're saying that shit because they want to be out of work. Right. I talked to like the FedEx driver was like, yeah, man, I had COVID too, man. I was out for two weeks. I was like, so you were down for two weeks, like. And you didn't go to the hospital. So you were so bad. You know, and then people are like, even like my bosses, some people like that, they'll be like, oh man, I had 110. First of all, if you had 110 temperature, you're dead, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to be living. Like, that's not a real thing. Like, so that's clone, also part- Sean. He's back. That's a clone. You're working for the third clone. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, how can you? Yeah, he's had COVID so many times. It's ridiculous, man. You don't even know, man. And I and it and I know why because people are using it as excuse because it's the excuse you can use and they can't do anything about it because their hands are tied. Even companies are getting fed up with it because companies are like, "Fuck, we can't do anything, man. We gotta we gotta let it ride because you know it's a it's a it will make us look bad." So they're they're not doing anything. They're allowing people to take off time from yes. work because they're like whenever because it's the whole COVID. If you if you have like the flu, they're telling you to still come in. They're like, "Ah, oh, you're just is it COVID?" And you're like, "No, nah, but I'm really sick. Ah, oh, just come on in, man. Don't worry about it." No, but I'm pretty sick. Ah, I don't worry about it, man. If it's long as it's not COVID, because they're worried about the liability. So I do think that all this propaganda has been running through people's heads, but also at the same time, people have been using it to their their advantage because mm-hmm. they finally had a little like advantage on the work front where you know you hate your job mm-hmm. and you want to take time off. You have you have that opportunity and they can't do shit about it. Hey man, I don't know if you noticed this too, but a lot of these uh, districts, the schools are requiring masks back in school, man. They just started this. Uh, some of them started before winter break, like right after the new year. Yep. Uh, we've got like New Jersey, Pennsylvania did. Chicago is making students take rapid tests before classes start. Like, I feel like I'm back in 2020. Like, what is going on again, man? It's like the, I swear, every winter they're going to crank this up. They're going to have a new variant, a new thing. I see all these idiots wearing masks out. Bro, I was I was back in Georgia visiting friends. I haven't been back to Georgia. That's where I'm from in like a year and a half. Went back home, and I'm thinking, man, south. You know what I mean? Like, going back down south, man. You know, I'm not going to be seeing a lot of this shit. Just masks, man, and nobody's requiring it. These idiots are wearing them. These cloth masks, these gaiters. Like, okay, if you're wearing one, at least wear one that would remotely have a shot of working. I don't think any of them work, but at least like an N95, something that you know that is is hospital grade. Like these guys are out here wearing these little cloth ones that they stitched up at the house, and like, man, you're making yourself worse actually by breathing in. And they're using the same one, man. That's all dirty. Like you get see it you're just like what man that just seems wrong in itself and then they also remember they came out with this year uh, a respiratory disease rsv i've never heard of it rsv i've never heard of but it's been prevalent like it's it it's they're naming new stuff let me tell you about that rsv so recently uh guy i work with is dealing with a client who is a upper level nurse right and she basically 
and he was in the medical selling field for a long time before he got into the field that I'm in now. So he is talking to her and he just told her straight up. Cause she's like, yeah, we're getting all these people come in with these cases. He's like, it's cause the mask, right? And she's like, yeah, it's because people wore masks for so long that they've messed up their respiratory systems. And this is what's happening. Yep. People, this is that byproduct of that happening. So yeah, man, the mask not only didn't help you with, with COVID, they got you sicker. They made you, they broke down yeah. your immune system, man. And it's like, oh my God, man, just the brain cells that people are lacking and brain cells that people are lacking in the medical field is beyond me. These nurses that think they know everything because they did a little bit of schooling, got brainwashed a lot, and they just walk around with their chest puffed out like they know what they're talking about. It's like, can you just sit back for a second and just see? Because I've talked to a lot of nurses that are very... Uh, impartial and and will be able to have that conversation. They're like, no, this is what's happening. These are the byproducts. Yeah, most of the people that are getting COVID are vaccinated, double boosted. But the boosted. problem the the problem is is a lot of them don't want to speak up because of repercussions. Oh, the ones that have they've made ex they've made examples of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they, even if you go with the wokey woke stuff, like I have friends that are like. You know, they're our age, you know, some older, and they're just like, man, it's so tough in the medical field now. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm thinking COVID. Mm -hmm. They're like, not even just that. Like, that bullshit, too. They're like, but the main thing is, like, you, you, if you misgender somebody, you can get written up at your, your office because, you know, like, you don't know what the hell they're – like, you're like, the paperwork says they're female. I'm just going off the paperwork, and you say their name, but then, like, you know what I'm saying? You say it wrong. There's, there's this whole deal – that you can get, because obviously doctors are looking at it that are losing money, right? They're like, this person's not going to come back. So it's become a thing even with, on that level. So that's the aspect they're not talking about a lot. And just to throw this out there, with all those Southwest delays, you know, and everybody, you know, over the holiday weekends, a lot of people had, like, problems with Southwest Airlines. Still to this day, they're still having problems with it. But the thing that people are forgetting about is that they mandated the vaccine. So a lot of pilots... A lot of workers, not just in Southwest, there's a pilot shortage because people didn't want to take right. the vaccine and they're not acknowledging that. And that's why that all this stuff is dishonest. When they're talking about misinformation, to me, that's what people like Fauci are giving us because they're only giving us partial truth, right? They're not completely lying, maybe, but they're only giving us partial truths and then they're fabricating the rest. So they're misleading us with truth. Uh, intentionally and right. when they're when we bring up any of that stuff that's when people are like oh no no it's it's a fact it's a fact you lost a ton of pilots a large percentage of pilots because they were like fuck that they saw what happened there, there's been like three or four pilots that have had heart attacks which is unheard of that like it's it's very rare because when you're a pilot that's why i thought it was weird with this whole vaccine thing too because you would think you would want one pilot to get it one not because They'll never put pilots together. Like, say one pilot may have a heart condition. They're not going to have two with heart conditions because you want the co-pilot to be able to fly the plane just in case he has a heart attack. So it, 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 it all didn't make sense from the get-go. And they're just rolling it out constantly, back and forth, back and forth. They're, they're letting you forget a little bit, then they're bringing it back. And, and some people are falling. I would say that there is less people, but you're still going to get that percentage of people right. that are going to still wear their mask. Uh, uh, think that that's helping them. Uh, they feel also a lot of the people that are still wearing it is that social justice warrior aspect of where they're helping everything. So <laughs> they feel good, but it's also in people's heads that they feel like, Hey man, this is going to protect me. So I don't die, which I am with you. It's obvious since all that we've had way more sick people, which concludes to me 
it seems like very simple logic like hey well that's because people had a mask on and people didn't go anywhere and now they're going places and they're catching shit that their immune system's not used to that's why i'm not getting sick like that because i fucking never stopped going out never wore a mask and i'm doing all my things so i got all those uh viruses i naturally would get in my immune system strong yo i'm like dwight Schrute off of the office that episode where he's like, the more stuff you touch and the more nasty it is, the more I'm touching it. Dude, during like, yeah. especially during 2020, dude, I was grabbing like everything, like nasty bathroom handles going in and out. I'm grabbing it all, man, because I'm building my immune system up. At the end of the day, man, like hand sanitizer is one of the worst things for your body. And that's a known fact, man. That is not helping you at all. It's breaking your immune system down. So let's just put that out there now. Like, that's just for a fact. So people that are sitting there rubbing themselves to death with this stuff yeah. that literally kills uh, what you need to build up your immune system. It's insane, man. And it's just, again, it's to me, that's science but that they've kind of scrubbed out because they want to promote a narrative. They want to promote something. And back to the mask. Not only are the masks all the things that you said, it's also virtue signaling I'm a leftist twat. That's the other thing that it is. Just like the right when they rock their MAGA hats and they want to act like, I'm a Trump lover and everybody need to listen to me. I'll shoot you with a shotgun. One of those guys. It's the same thing. It's the MAGA for the left, man. It's all they do they wear this stupid little mask and they puff the little chest out like they got something meant fuck them sean we got me hot today well, man speak- this episode's got me hot man why are we talking about we got- this this covid <laughs> shit again gotta- <laughs> yeah because they're gonna keep rolling it out but to for my last clip you segued it good you know to to the q and on let's talk about some q yoga Since the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol two years ago, we've learned a lot about QAnon. It's a baseless conspiracy theory rooted in anti-Semitic tropes about elites worshipping Satan and drinking children's blood. And while the QAnon movement is most closely identified with the far right, it is also found in yoga and wellness circles. I was like all in. A yoga teacher that talked like that, that was real, that was grounded. I knew instantly, this is my teacher. Jacqueline Gelb began taking yoga classes with Guru Jagat back in 2013. She told me that Guru Jagat had occasionally talked about conspiracies before the pandemic, but as it progressed, she began to speak more openly. This is engineered by the government. There's a reason they need to keep us at home. You need to be looking at that. And she said, this is what you get for spending the weekend on YouTube watching alien videos. And I I mean, that caught my attention because it was like, oh, she's falling into rabbit holes. In the beginning of the pandemic, Guru Jagat suggested specific foods, yoga poses, and breathing exercises to stay healthy. But over time, she began to defy local stay-at-home orders. Here's Guru Jagat teaching maskless and in person in late May 2020, in a class that was later shared on Instagram. We now have that AI technology where they know how to control your mind. In December 2020, Guru Jagat invited a well-known conspiracy theorist and anti-Semite to come speak. When she brought in David Icke, I mean, that just was not something that the, the woman I knew before would do. That was so deeply offensive. Among other things, Ike claims that reptilian extraterrestrials control the world. By the time Guru Jagat interviewed him on her podcast in January 2021, he'd been banned from Twitter for spreading falsehoods about COVID. And just so you know, 
that was NPR. So that's state funded propaganda. That's not just like your average propaganda. That's that state, that state level propaganda. Sean, when did David Ike become an anti-Semite? Oh yeah. When did this happen? What is <laughs> going on? When she said he brought, they brought her to anti-Semite. I was expecting a different name. Yeah. And they're like David Ike and reptilians. I'm like, so are reptilians like specifically Jewish? Is that where we're going with this too? Because I feel like that's what they're saying right now. Sean, you got my butt cheeks tight today. I am fired up. You got me so lit. Like this whole episode, man. Like what is going on with these idiots, man? This this QAnon shit, QAnon yoga. Like, and first off, what I really hate is like they take these clips from her talking. And like some of that shit she's saying's perfectly true. It's so true. And then they're like, but let me tell you about these reptilians. And that yeah, yeah. Like, you go, oh my God. That's how they set it up. You see, like, they were like, yeah, she started out doing, you know, in person yoga classes without masks, like to try to, like, because that crowd, that NPR crowd is mainly liberal crowd. And they're probably like, oh my God, she went out in public when we we're on lockdown. And, it's just crazy to me because the left, at least I thought growing up, the left was against the system, right? Like, you know, the state running things and we're about the working class and this and that. They are just state cronies all the way. Whatever the state says, let's do what the state says. Back when Bill Maher was in his 20s was when the left was against the system. That's why, like, Bill Maher has such a tough time yeah. with, like, the left, even though he's, like, super left. He's got such a tough time because they're so bought and paid for. Listen, man, I know people that are close to my family that are, you know, extended family members, whatever that are super left. I have heard them out of their mouths saying that they're fighting the system of capitalism yeah. and I'm like, with a mask on. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not fighting the system. Like you are not like, Oh my God, man. I get so fired up at these fucking nerds too man <laughs> that say that they're fighting the system it's all these comic book nerds man and i grew up loving comic books and these guys are out here grabbing their ankles and hoping that it's big hoping that it's big sean <laughs> this shit is ridiculous man like i'm just so just mind blown and now the joker's pregnant ridiculousness <laughs> now the joker's pregnant <laughs> i know and the joker's fucking pregnant what is going on right now man like oh my god man that is that was like the cherry on the top for the week for me man when, <laughs> yeah. they, when they made the joker pregnant in a comic like and it wasn't harley quinn either for anybody that's listening it was literally the joker male joker pregnant and there are people defending it i'm like are you shitting oh, yeah. me right now they are defending it too oh. hardcore yeah, that's all. But that's pretty much all I got. Now that I got your, you know, all worked up, man. Now you're gonna have to decompress through <laughs> after the episode. Now to have a, whew, have to have an hour off. I, that's why I got lined up some good ones. I was like, man, these ones are gonna fire Joel up. I try to find stuff that's gonna fire you up sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's the best you way did. to go. The whole episode. Well, don't forget that you guys can find us on Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, Instagram, and you can become a subscriber and get exclusive content. Joel, I know for a fact, this has a couple up his sleeve that are coming out that are going to be fire. Some fire reels. Uh, we're going to have, you know, messages every Tuesday, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We have a little live, break down some of the episodes, uh, break down some of the reels. Also on Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, we do lives on Instagram. 
And then we also have a little chat. So $4.99 a month, become a subscriber, help us build this podcast so we can get our website. Yeah, guys. Uh, like he said, go subscribe to us at Instagram. We got a lot of cool stuff going there. Like he said, the lives every Tuesdays, Thursdays, 8, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He and I are just riffing on whatever is going on. And we're there to answer questions. You buy badges. Of course, we're going to answer your questions. Uh, check us out on Patreon. We got new content dropping this week there. And uh, yeah, man, I think we're going to end them off on one of my new tracks, Flowers, off of the Grinsbegriff EP, EP that I dropped on January 1st. Uh, that song meant a lot to me, man. I got a lot of shit off my chest, man, to start out the new year. And really, I think a lot of people can feel that way, too, when you put a lot of effort in and stuff, man. You're wondering, are you ever going to get your flowers, man? And sometimes, man, you might not see the flowers the way that you want them till you pass. So yeah, it was just a, it was a way for me to express, you know, how I felt in the moment. And I think people love the track. And yeah, bro, that's it for me today. Yeah, and then you could go stream all of our songs, Sean Chris and Joel Thomas on every music platform site. And don't forget to leave us five stars and a rating, man. We appreciate all the people that have been showing love. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, bird killers. Yeah, these days I feel like I'm struggling Looking at people around me are crumbling Pieces of cookie dough, a toll on my house Yeah, the demons you battle you think are relegated to you But everything that we do is a domino Why is it when we have a common foe we want to connect And push the negative energy like two south poles of a magnet Quit blaming, not achievements and laziness I'm chasing rabbits down a hole And I know that my drive is different than most Even my tears, I use them to loop up my gears I won't leave it in coast my questions aren't born of collegiate alone Just cause I'm private don't mean you won't find me in coach I'm not waiting, I'm taking the Liam Neeson approach Fuck the company line Right now I'm more concerned with what you're accompanied by Flowers on my grave Might be the first time the petals fall down for me Falling down for me When I'm gone from here family and i wonder if i give them enough starting to think if what i am pushing is journalistic or fluff pieces of me under pressure i can't break in the clutch i'm trying to give all i can to what i believe because i've taken enough all of these women i've been with the loss in the stories told by a man who's looking for different suits to match all of these soul ties trusting in god ain't easy with no sign these devils are movers like bovine loving without pain just look at the thorns on a rose vine yeah meg when i was breaking bad on my ego felt like i paid my penance still looking for my el camino uh as much as i hate the bread like my diet is keto it's tough to move without c notes and that's something they know flowers on my grave might be the first time the petals fall down for me falling down for me when i'm gone
Mm-hmm. It's time to pop it, you know what I mean? I mean, time to give me my flowers, you know what I mean? Yes. I don't want them later on when I ain't here. 